Hello, everyone. We are now in 2023. Happy New Year and welcome. You're listening to Perplexity, a mystery podcast. I'm your host, Kadra. Thanks so much again for joining me. I hope everyone had an awesome holiday. Feels kind of weird to be recording this in 2022. It's not 2023 yet for me, but you're listening to me in the future. So happy 2023, everybody. If you guys missed episode four last week, you definitely need to go back and listen to that, especially if you love a good haunting story. It was an absolutely terrifying tale. That was the story of Hjolfenog, also known as Hellfire Farm. Seriously, go back and listen to that episode if you didn't. Also, if you love hearing this podcast and you haven't done so yet, I'll keep reminding you every week. Be sure to leave a five-star review on Spotify. It's super easy. You don't even have to type anything. Just click the star rating option when you pull up the podcast. It helps boost the podcast up the algorithms so that the podcast gets more exposure. We can bring these stories to more people. Be sure to follow the podcast so you know when new episodes are going to be released. And don't forget, if you have topic requests or you just want to share a crazy story with me that I will read on the podcast, you can email me at perplexitymysterypodcast at gmail.com. Also, I have now made an Instagram page. Follow me on Instagram at perplexitymysterypodcast. I will follow you back. And without further ado, this episode was another listener request, and it's a classic legend. This is the legend of La Llorona, also known as the Weeping Woman. Due to the content in this podcast, listener discretion is advised for people below the age of 13. My sources for today are Wikipedia, the Spotify original podcast from Parcast, known as Mythology, an article from the Library of Congress by Stephen Winnick, an article by Morgan Lyle from the website storymaps.arcgis.com, an article from Jocelyn LeBlanc from journalnews.com, an article from lmtonline.com by Jorge A. Vela, and an article from wearemetoo.com by Crystal Mesa. For those of you who have never heard of La Llorona, La Llorona is a type of banshee figure that is known to torment, kidnap, and even kill young children. She is also sometimes known to allegedly attack cheating husbands. Banshees are female spirits in Irish folklore who herald the death of a family member, usually by crying, screaming, or wailing. Like many legends, there are variations to the legend of La Llorona in Mexico, Guatemala, Venezuela, and even in the United States. In Mexico, La Llorona is known as the Weeping Woman and is deeply rooted in their culture. Parents often tell their children the legend in order to encourage them not to wander near bodies of water, especially at night and on Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead. People believe that La Llorona is the spirit of a woman named Maria who drowned her two children, 
Hernan and Francisco in the river when she was overcome with rage after she found out her husband was being unfaithful. It wasn't until she saw the floating bodies of her children that she realized the gravity of what she had just done. So it's said that after she did this, she jumped into the river and actually drowned herself. She wasn't given entry into the afterlife because of her sins, so it's said that the only way she could gain entry to the afterlife is if she were to find her children. She's often known to be seen walking the streets and walking near rivers, searching for her children, crying. Some say if you hear her cries and they sound distant, it actually means she's close. And if you hear her cries sound close, it means that she's further away. Her cry has been compared to the sound of a coyote howling or an owl screeching. She's often been known to scream, I mis hijos, meaning, oh, my children. In Guatemala, the legend of La Llorona is quite similar. The story goes that a married woman had an affair and became pregnant. She gave birth to a child named Juan de la Cruz. She drowned the child so that her husband wouldn't know. For performing such a heinous act, the woman was condemned in the afterlife to search for her murdered son in every pool of water. When she searches, she cries out for him, so she's known as the Wailing Woman. If you're caught by La Llorona, you are won over to the afterlife, never to be seen again. In southwest parts of the United States, the legend of La Llorona has been told in order to scare kids into good behavior, sometimes specifically to deter them again from going near the water. La Llorona's cries have been heard on streets and near bodies of water in southwestern parts of the U.S. as well. In Chumash mythology, indigenous to Southern California, La Llorona is linked to the Nunesis. Not sure if I'm saying that correctly, but the Nunesis is a mythological creature with a cry that sounds like a newborn baby. And La Llorona sightings have been reported in Texas, California, New Mexico. So this is interesting because these are areas that used to be part of Mexico. It's also often said that when La Llorona is sighted in the United States, that it's linked to areas that have a lot of immigrants. In Venezuela, the legend of La Llorona takes place in the colonial period. La Llorona is said to be the spirit of a woman that died of heartbreak because her children were killed, either by herself or by her family. In Venezuelan culture, people even place wooden crosses above their doors to ward off spirits like La Llorona. There are also modern-day stories similar to this legend that you might be familiar with. In San Antonio, Texas, in 1986, there was a woman named Juana Marie Lea who attempted to drown her seven children in the Buffalo Bayou. Police discovered Leha was fleeing an abusive marriage and that she felt this was the only way that she could be free. And when police asked Leha exactly why she tried to drown her children, she claimed it was because of La Llorona. Similarly, in Houston, Texas, in 2001, Andrea Yates drowned her five children in the bathtub of her family home. 
When questioned, Yates confessed and claimed that she heard voices telling her that drowning her children was the only way to save their souls. According to a man named Ed Walraven, a researcher who studied child abandonment, the story of La Llorona is not only a story told to discourage children from disobeying and venturing out at night, but it's also a moral lesson of what happens to mothers who fail in their societal charge and who are thus doomed to a hellish life. What's also really interesting is this concept of story mapping. So a lot of legends are being studied by experts and mapped to find their etiologies and originations throughout the world. La Llorona has been story mapped and looking at the story map of this legend, they actually did a comparison of the U.S. immigrant population from 2014 to 2018. They compared it to the map of the La Llorona sightings, and there was a significant correlation found between concentrations of immigrant populations and sightings of La Llorona. So now I think it would be a good time to talk about some sightings of La Llorona. Some claim to hear her weeping, and others claim to have seen her walking the streets, such as busy streets even in Chicago, or sometimes people will see her roaming the halls of juvenile detention centers, which is where children are, so I thought that was interesting. She's also known to be seen near bodies of water, as we've mentioned. A man named Manuel Arguello Mora, a father of Costa Rican literature, wrote about La Llorona in the 1830s or early 1840s. You can read the story in Spanish in Arguello's book, Costa Rica Pintoresca, Sus Leyendas y Tradiciones, and he's quoted saying, Indeed, at the age of six, I would have sworn without hesitation that La Llorona had kissed and hugged me, because one night a boy who was selling elotes passed close to my house. Seeing them and demanding that they give me one or two of those most appealing ears of corn was my only thought. The babysitter flatly refused to satisfy my whim, claiming that corn was harmful and indigestible at that time. I persisted and cried and screamed and bit the wise maid who finally brought out her biggest ammunition, La Llorona. I was notified that if I kept yelling, that frightening specter would be called. But I, who was not sure of her existence, ignored the threat. I was at the height of my fury when I saw an old woman enter the bedroom with her hair in disarray, emitting dreadful moans. Take this child, Yorona, said my nurse, and she put me in the arms of the old woman who gave me several kisses, feigning tears. Of course, I did not have the courage to look straight at that faithful apparition. I lost even the ability to scream once I felt in the power of La Llorona. As soon as I could hurl the tremulous phrase into the wind, I shouted, I don't want elotes ever again. The remedy was effective because when they heard my retraction, they passed me from La Llorona's arms to those of my dear nanny. From the time of that lively performance, I firmly believed in the presence of the immortal Yorona. And the threat of her kisses and hugs was a miraculous cure for all my sudden whims. 
There's also a creek in central Texas between Seguin and San Antonio known as Woman Hollering Creek, where it's said a woman who had recently given birth drowned her newborn. After the woman's death, her spirit is believed to have haunted the creek and has been heard wailing in misery. After scouring the internet, I ended up finding an article by Crystal Mesa on wearemetoo.com, M-I-T-U, and she quotes several posts from Reddit users that claim they have seen La Llorona. Of course, I can't verify these stories, but I thought they were pretty interesting. They're pretty entertaining and spooky, so I'm going to read some of them to you guys now. The first story is from a Reddit user named Dreams562. So this is one of the many stories my mother has passed down to my siblings and I when we were very young. I'm going to say I was about 9 to 10 years old, and they took place in Central America, El Salvador to be precise. My grandma one day was supposed to meet up with a friend to go to another friend's wake, back when people would stay all night, morning, at the wake of the deceased. My grandma was waiting for her friend where they had agreed to meet, which happened to be near a little creek slash river. She sees this woman from far away, all in white, and my grandma says it looked just like her friend. Her name was Mary. So she starts following this woman, calling out for her, thinking it's her friend. She followed her by the river and then kept calling out for her, but no answer. This woman is going towards these trees, away and away, and my grandmother started catching up. She was close enough to see this woman's face that was covered by a veil, and she said the woman's face was a skull. My grandma somehow came out of her shock and ran as fast as she could. I also found several stories from Reddit user DJ Underdog 85. It sounds like this guy has had a lot of experiences with La Llorona. So here's his first story. This happens to me when I was about 11 years old. It was the 90s. I've lived my whole life in El Paso, Texas. One night, it was just like any other night. I lived in a trailer with my mom and dad. My youngest brother was staying with my aunt this night. I fell asleep watching Jay Leno, as usual. And when I woke up, I was on the sofa in my living room. The time was 4 a.m., which illuminated from the stove in the kitchen. The television was off, and normally, I had a light on, but this time it was pitch black. I woke up and I heard a horrible screaming that was coming from far in the distance. The screaming was coming from a ditch that was a few feet away from my home. I heard it and thought I was hearing things. I asked myself, am I dreaming? Then I started to hear the animals outside, howling and whimpering. These animals that I speak of are cats and dogs. As the screaming got closer, the animals continued to cry. The screaming was something I have never experienced before. It sounded like I was in a big hallway, and the woman was screaming her guts out down the hallway. Then, in all the screaming, I started to make out words. The woman said, I mis hijos meaning, oh, my children. 
In a huge panic, I quickly got up from the sofa and ran to the kitchen, which was right next to where I was asleep. I turned on the closet light and looked around. The screaming didn't stop. In fact, the screaming only got louder and closer. I questioned my sanity at that moment. Was I going crazy or hearing things? I ran to my mom and dad's room. I reached for my mom and shook her awake wildly. She woke up slowly, and to my amazement, the screaming faded away as she awoke. I thought to myself, what the heck is going on? I told my mother, Mom, do you hear that screaming and crying lady? My mom was half asleep as she said, Go back to sleep. It's most likely just your imagination. I told her, No, this is real. Please, listen, don't you hear her? My mom quickly just said, You're dreaming, so go back to sleep. It's going to be okay. But by then, the screaming had faded away, and I was terrified as I returned to the living room. I quickly turned on the television and left most of the lights on as well. I didn't go back to sleep until the sun came up. This next story is also from DJ Underdog 85. An incident occurred with my aunt about a year after my encounter. According to my aunt, they were sleeping and suddenly there was a horrible sound coming from the ditch located in front of their house. It was about 2.30 a.m. She figured maybe somebody was being hurt or attacked. She walked out to the front yard, looking towards the ditch, and saw there was no woman. My cousin walked out to the front as well, asking what was happening. My aunt, of course, had no idea, but the screaming grew closer. Then they saw her, a woman in a white dress. The woman had no feet and was clearly floating. One other feature that threw them off was that this woman had no face. They both just turned after seeing that and ran inside their house. My aunt locked the door and called the police. The police showed up minutes later and took their claim seriously. El Paso PD was soon looking at the area where this woman was seen and heard screaming. The police soon returned and said there was no evidence of a woman there. They looked at the area where the woman was seen walking and not even footprints were found. One of the police officers even asked if maybe my aunt was dreaming everything had happened. It took her a while to sleep normal again. She never heard or saw La Llorona again. But to this day, she won't deny that she witnessed something that she can't explain. I don't have the luck of avoiding La Llorona. It was in the early 2000s when I worked here in El Paso, Texas at a local supermarket named Big 8. One of the shifts that I worked was from 3 a.m. to 12 p.m. This store was located in the lower valley of El Paso. In the back of the store, there is a small ditch. One early morning at about 4 a.m., I had the back doors open and I was taking the empty milk crates outside in the back. I was working with two other guys at the time of this incident. One of the guys named R thought it would be funny to close the back doors and lock me out as a joke. I stood by the doors, smiling, thinking to myself, he's not going to scare me. I could hear R laughing on the other side of the doors. I thought to myself, well, the joke's on him because I'm not scared. About one minute later, in the far distance, I heard screaming. I thought to myself, 
it's the same screaming that I heard when I was 11 years old. The screaming got louder and closer to me. I felt a chill down my spine, and I felt that I was being watched by some unseen force. I felt a sense of hopelessness. It was a feeling unlike any other. I started pounding on the door. I yelled, let me in, there's somebody out here. I pounded my fists and started kicking the door. I could hear R laughing on the other side of the door. I started to kick the door harder. The screaming was now coming from right in the back of me. Just then, R opened the door and said, what the fuck is that? Just then, I ran inside and locked the warehouse door. R said, why is that lady screaming? Did she need help? I told him, I don't think that that was a lady. I told him what had happened to me when I was younger. R told me, do you think maybe you're cursed or she's following you? I stayed quiet when he told me that. I couldn't work my shift normally after that. It took a few hours to get over what happened. I admit I was scared and maybe R was right. So this guy actually tells one more story from 2015. So it sounds like he's got some bad luck for sure. I would have been more than done after the first encounter, let alone this many. But So he goes on to say, there's one more incident that took place right after. In 2015, I started working as a custodian at Cedar Grove Elementary. Behind the school is the border highway. Then the Rio Grande, of course, covered by a huge metal fence that separates Mexico from El Paso. I worked the night shift from 2.30 p.m. to 11 p.m. One night, I was stuck working with another custodian until midnight. Right when we were about to leave, we did a walkthrough of the school to make sure all the doors were locked on the outside. I worked with this other custodian named C. C always told me, that he never believed in ghosts. Up until that night, I can say. We walked to our cars, and just as I was about to leave, I saw that C had opened his hood of his car. When he asked me, Hey Jay, can you give me a jump? My car battery's dead. I told him, yeah, of course. Just as I stepped out of my car, a loud screaming came from the Rio Grande. All the animals in the nearby neighborhood started howling and crying. Once again, the screaming resembled a woman screaming her guts out in a hallway as it echoed all over. C looked at me and said, Oh my God, is that a demon? I told him, No, C, that's La Llorona. He looked right at me and said, No way, she can't be real. Then I said, I have heard her before. C said, hurry, please, let's get out of here. I gave him a jump, and just then, we saw a border patrol jeep speeding towards the screaming woman. I thought to myself, I can record this and share it with the world. I took my phone out, and just as I hit record, the screaming faded away. We both left, and the very next day, C was telling everybody at work that he heard the witch crying the night before. That was the last time I encountered her.
This shorter story is from a Reddit user named iMyRelled8. My grandmother told me a story that made my blood run cold in the middle of an outdoor July picnic. She said that when they were children, they lived near water. My aunt was only an infant. My great-grandmother had laid my aunt in her crib, which happened to be near a window that faced the water. After a little while, my aunt began to cry. My great-grandmother walked into the nursery and froze. A black figure was reaching through the window and reaching for my aunt. My great-grandmother, being a devout Catholic, began invoking the name of Christ. The figure recoiled from my aunt and ran out of the window. My great-grandmother watched the entity walk along the wall and recede into the water. La Llorona had tried to take my aunt. This next story is from Reddit user Chirio Martinez. This happened to my ex-wife and I. It was during the summer when my family decided that we should all take a trip to Mexico to visit family. I was about to join the Marine Corps, so my mother wanted for me to go see my family just in case something bad were to happen. At the time, I was with my pregnant girlfriend, who would later become my wife and then ex-wife. Since she was pregnant, I didn't want to leave her alone, so I bought her a ticket so she could come with me as well. Her being Caucasian with blonde hair and hazel eyes made everyone around my grandma's house curious, and a lot of our extended family came by to see the beautiful American girl. After greeting everyone, we all started to talk about what had been going on since we had left. My girlfriend was sitting next to me, having me translate parts of the conversation. One of my aunts, who knew I was into the paranormal, brought up the subject of La Llorona, aka the Wailing Woman. My mom quickly told my aunt to shut up since she knew that it would get me both interested and scared. But I was able to push my aunt to keep going. I mean, I was going to be a Marine after all, and I couldn't let a silly myth scare me. She proceeds to tell us about how whenever she would sleep over at my grandma's house, at which we were currently at, if she stayed up late, she would be able to hear her wails. The wails of La Llorona. My mom rolled her eyes and jokingly pushed my aunt, and the subject died from there, since one of my other aunts started to talk about her son and whatnot. Seeing at how serious everyone had gotten for a brief moment, my girlfriend nudged me and asked what we were talking about. I told her the myth of the wailing woman, about how she drowned her children in a river and was destined to walk along the rivers of Mexico looking for her dead children. Of course, she laughed, not really buying any of my paranormal stories. That night, my parents decided that my girlfriend and I should stay at our old house, where I had grown up, since we were both adults and needed our own space. The house was currently being worked on, so the bedrooms had no doors or working lights. The only doors the house had were the ones that led into the outside. They were fairly new, but they were your standard metal flimsy doors, and a kick or a punch could make a rattle throughout the house. Inside, we had to use a candle and a flashlight for our light source. I remember we even used a bed sheet as a temporary door to give our room a little bit more privacy, even though it was only us two in the house. As the night went on, 
My girlfriend and I stayed up talking, and eventually we both fell asleep. I don't know at what time exactly, but something woke me up. I didn't have a cell phone, and my watch at the time was really cheap, so I wasn't able to tell what time it was. Looking down, I realized my girlfriend had stolen the covers, so I slowly tried to steal some back. As I was debating on closing the window that was located right above our heads, I heard a long wail. It was a long, distorted wail. I could hear the old raspiness in her voice, as if she had been yelling for such a long time that her throat was getting ready to give out. But what confused me was that her wail sounded like it was being played through an old gramophone. I don't know if it was the scratchiness of her voice or what exactly, but it sounded like an old creepy record playing over and over. She was wailing her trademark, I mis hijos, or oh my children. That wail was what made her infamous, not just in the paranormal community, but with most people living in the rural parts of Mexico. My girlfriend started to stir and woke up. I don't remember if I woke her up on purpose, but either way, it was a dick move of me to do so, since she would also get to hear the wails. I was both excited and scared shitless at the same time. A cold chill traveling down my spine just reinforced my fear. The wails grew louder, making it seem as if she was slowly heading towards us. My girlfriend asked me with a half smile, What the hell is that? Thinking I had asked my aunt to scare us, I just motioned for her to be quiet and listen. Hearing my tone of voice, she knew something was wrong. Another loud wail passed by, echoing inside the house. My girlfriend started shaking, terrified of what could be outside our house. I had left my arm under her head, and I could feel her tears running down from her face to my arm. Each time the wail came, she would shake a little, and at the same time, I would hold her close. The wails eventually came to a peak, where it sounded like as if she was outside our window. Doing the only brave thing I knew, I pulled the covers over us and tried to remain as still as we could. The wails eventually faded out, and just as we thought that she had gone, we heard two wild dogs viciously fighting and slamming against our outside door. My girlfriend had grown attached to this stray dog that used to walk around my grandma's farm. So while we were staying there, he would always sleep on the outside door to wait for us and greet us whenever we would come out. The dogs, or at least what we thought were dogs fighting for a good minute, slamming against the door, snarling and barking at one another. Then, as sudden as the fight started, it stopped. We attempted to stay up for a while longer to see if we heard anything else, but eventually sleep took over us. The following morning, we talked about what had happened. We walked outside to meet our stray dog, but he was gone. All that was left was stirred up dirt from the fight that had happened the night before. We never got to see that dog the rest of the trip. He would usually come around, but we just told ourselves maybe he found a place with better owners who could feed him better. All this happened around 2008, and still to today, whenever I pick up my daughter, 
I ask my ex about what happened in Mexico, but she doesn't like talking about it. This next story comes from Reddit user Della Curls. All right, so this story has been told to me by my mom a few times. And every single time, I still get that creepy, eerie feeling that someone is watching me. My mom is from a small town in Mexico, located in Zacatecas. When she was around 14, she had the habit of waking her mom up to go to the restroom, since it was an older home and the restroom was located outside. My mom tells me that it was around 3 a.m. when she woke up and felt the need to use the restroom urgently. So she began calling out for her mom. After a while of her mom not responding, she began getting agitated and started screaming. At this point, my mom turns around and at the foot of her bed, she sees her mom standing there. She was wearing a white robe, but had a very bleak expression on her face and both of her arms were extended. My mom said she suddenly felt extremely cold and a huge sense of dread. She had never seen her mom wear a white robe. That's when she looked down and saw her, quote, mom's feet weren't touching the floor. At that moment, she screamed and quickly threw the covers over her head. Her mom, wearing something completely different, ran in to find my mom shaking in her bed. Nobody believed my mom. Everyone told her it was a dream. Until a few days later, there was a power outage During this, my mom and a few of her siblings with her parents all decided to sleep in the living room. At around the same time at 3 a.m., they heard the same undeniable wails of La Llorona down their street. None of them slept that night. This final story comes from Reddit user NMNurse1. My mom was 10 years old and lived next to a small ditch next to a highway. She stayed at her friend's house, which was a little closer to the ditch. The day went normal, riding bikes, playing, typical girl stuff. Then night came and they knew it was time to get home once the streetlights came on. They were sitting in the friend's bathroom, radio on, listening to music and playing a card game. It was already dark out and the music from the stereo filled the room. Now, my mom's friend lived with her mom and grandma, who both spoke fluent Spanish. My mom understood it, but could not speak it. My mom developed this overwhelming sense of anxiety and terror. Then it started crying. The girls both heard it, but brushed it off as a cat or a drunken neighbor. Soon, the crying became louder and more obnoxious, like it wanted to be heard. The girls paused what they were doing, staring at the window. Once they looked that way, the crying became ear-splitting, so loud it resonated over the stereo. Both girls, having hands over their ears, fearful of what was happening. My grandma burst in the room, holy water in one hand and a rosary in the other, She was screaming over the crying, praying in Spanish. My mom says that when she did this, the radio started to static and the lights began to flicker. Both the crying and the praying 
booming extremely loud until quiet. It all stopped. The grandma said a prayer over my mom and her granddaughter and made them go into the living room, instructing them not to return to that room for the night and not to look out the window. So while there are many variations to the La Llorona legend, one cannot deny that it is always both a fascinating and terrifying tale. Take the advice of La Llorona believers and be weary of venturing near the water, especially at night. And that is the legend of La Llorona. Such an interesting legend. I also love the similarities in a lot of the stories A lot of the people who were religious and Catholic specifically, it was interesting that they were able to pray away La Llorona. It kind of reminded me of in Heal Fanag last week, they talked about how they couldn't get rid of that entity with um, Christian priests and, you know, Christian professionals. They had to bring in an expert that could exercise it properly, not to give too much away from the last episode. But yeah, I thought that was fascinating. I thought the story mapping was also really cool. The uh, concept of that overlap with immigrants and sightings of La Llorona. So it seems that her sightings are often tied to people that have that same culture. So I thought that was really cool. But yeah, such a creepy story. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please be sure to leave a five-star review on Spotify. Hit the follow button on Spotify as well so you know when new episodes have been released. Tell your friends and family about the podcast. Also, remember, I have an Instagram now. You can follow me on Perplexity Mystery Podcast. And if you have requests for future stories or you want to share a crazy story with me that you've experienced and you want me to read it on the podcast, you can email me at perplexitymysterypodcast at gmail.com. I've gotten a lot of great submissions, so just know if I haven't done your request yet, it is in the queue and I will get to it. Thank you guys so much for listening. And again, Happy New Year. Happy 2023. Wishing you guys a great year. I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.